the Power for Good podcast. I'm your host, Christina Ray Almeida, entrepreneur, environmental advocate, somatic healer, life coach, and really just a grateful part of this beautiful planet. I'm also a former alcoholic and addict, and I'm here to ask some really hard questions while diving deep and discovering how influential people are using their power for good or not. What happens when someone goes through an awakening? Can people really change? How and why? Let's explore. Hello, loves, and welcome back to the Power for Good podcast, a space where we talk about how we're using our power for good, maybe how we didn't always use our power for good, spiritual transformation, my transformation, breath work, and all of the above. But today, I want to talk about marriage, love, vulnerability, and with it, all that follows, the pain, the fear, the anxiety, the heartbreak, uh, all of it. I've been married now for almost one year and I've been with my husband though for five years, but I came from a divorced family and my parents got divorced when I was about six years old and it was a really hard breakup. I had just moved from Mexico to the United States and I know I've talked about this before, And it all happened really fast. And as a six-year-old, you really take that heavy. I didn't realize it at the time, but I carried it with me for much of my life. And it kind of scarred me. For that reason, I never wanted to get married. I really never had a fairy tale wedding in mind. I just really had a vision of me being a strong, independent woman. So when my parents got divorced, although they stayed friends afterwards, it was very heavy because there was a lot of fighting. So even as a six-year-old, I remember a lot of that. I remember my mom locking herself in the bathroom and crying. I remember one day my dad being there and the next day him gone and me being fucking pissed off at him because he had made my mom sad and them having to force me to hang out with him one weekend here, one weekend there, Sundays doing pizza at my dad's apartment and just a lot of confusion and a lot of pain. And that's pretty much what comes with divorce. A heaviness on the family. I remember feeling embarrassed as well. I would hang out with my friends who had, I guess what I would call a functional family who had their whole family unit. And I remember feeling jealous. I used to have a friend who I would go over to her house and sleep over and her parents were married and she had a brother and a sister. And I loved sleeping over there because every Sunday her dad would make bacon and pancakes and he was so happy. And so the whole family would gather around and it was such a simple thing, but for me, it felt so, so special. And this was like in my preteen years. So it had been a while since my dad has had been gone. And so for me, that was like a dream. And for her, she was like, whatever. But yeah, that was secretly why I was coming to hang out with her and sleep over. But it was tough and I missed my dad. And you know, part of me felt like it was my fault. And my mom was so, so sad too. And then she got all these crazy boyfriends coming through. It was the crazy Italian guy. It was the bald dude. I don't you know, remember his name, but it was a lot of different guys. And you know, she was just living, living her life. She was doing great. And she went on her own spiritual journey. So I do not hold you know, any resentment towards her or my dad. They both were doing them. It was so beautiful, but we suffered for it as well. And so I thought, I never want to get divorced. And therefore, I will never get married. 
That was my thought. Never getting married, never going through that, never putting children through that. Like, why would anyone even think about getting married? It's so stupid, right? Like, what's the point of marriage? And that's kind of how I live my life. So here I was, 30 years old, single. I had been in many long-term relationships. One where I was kind of close to maybe thinking about marriage, but nah, exited. And a lot of toxic relationships, you know, coming through alcoholism, coming through abuse, coming through self-abuse, coming through a lot of issues and really hit a place in my life where I was definitely like, I will actually never get married. And this is beautiful. This is exactly what I wanted. And then I met someone and now I'm one year married. So how did I get from there to here is the question. What made me change? What made me say yes? Going from a heartbroken little girl, scarred, jaded, cold heart, closed. And might I add that a lot of these toxic relationships that I was in, I had my heart broken as well. And that didn't help the situation. So I really, really closed my heart down. And how did I get there from there to here now, one year in happy marriage and really grateful for where I am. And that's what I want to take you through today. I want to say that the work really starts with you. And here comes cheesy line alert. Unless you love yourself, you will never be able to love someone. You've probably heard it before, but it's true. Unless you love yourself, you will never be able to truly love someone. We are so uncomfortable with ourselves. Many of us hate ourselves. So how can we love ourselves? So what's the first step? How do we learn how to love ourselves, get comfortable with myself? Like, how do we get there? How did I get there? It wasn't an easy journey and the journey continues, but here's a little bit of my process. And I hope this can help you a little bit. If you've had your heart broken, if you had a dysfunctional family, divorced parents, and somehow you got a little jaded along the way and maybe you're ready to open up again, or maybe you're just working on loving yourself a little bit more. So here's the process, what I've put together from my process. First, I think it's really important to spend time alone. When I was younger, I was so uncomfortable alone. And so I would literally fill the room, fill my house, my apartment with anyone. I didn't really care who they were, friends, kind of friends, party friends, whatever. I just hated being alone. And that's because I really didn't like myself. Because when you're alone, you have to spend time with yourself. And then thoughts start creeping in. Your mind starts chattering, anxiety, uncomfortable. So the more time you can start to spend alone and sit in that uncomfortableness, the better. And that leads me to the next point, which is getting to know yourself again. Once you move through that uncomfortable feeling, you'll start to get to know yourself again. So you stop pushing yourself away and you start welcoming yourself in again. So who am I really? What do I actually like to do? And this leads me to my next point, which is take an inventory of your buffering behaviors and notice when you're engaging in them. What does that mean? Something like alcohol, eating, sweets, sex, all that jazz. For me, I did drugs. I drank a lot. There was sex. And this was when I felt uncomfortable with myself. So I didn't really have a chance to get to know myself because I was spending all my time drinking. So that was my identity. That was me. I was the party girl. I was the druggie. I was the girl that loved to go out, the girl that had the parties. And so when I finally let that go, I didn't really know who I was. And it took some time of me sitting with myself being really fucking uncomfortable to figure it out again. The next step is make a list of 100 things that you love about yourself. This could take days, hours, or weeks, but do it. And this can be like, I love my nose. I love my personality. I love that my heart is so big. I love that I love nature. Just make a list of 100 things 
work on it. And then put together five affirmations. I would focus on things that you don't really feel are true about yourself. And so there was a point in my life where I felt like I was really indecisive. And so one of my affirmations was, I am confident. I am decisive. So if you feel like you are unworthy, then a good affirmation for you would be, I am worthy. So write five affirmations and write them everywhere. Post-it note on your computer, post-it note in your car, write them on your hand, put it on the background of your phone, everywhere. Next, connecting to the body, breath work, practice breathing to get out of your mind and back into your body. When the negative self-talk comes up, connect back to the body. If a thought comes up, I hate myself. I am so fat. God, I'm so stupid. Why did I say that? Pause. Inhale. And exhale. And let it go. Let it come in, accept it, and release it. You can do a balancing breathwork practice as well. Inhaling for five, exhaling for five for one minute. Next is do things that make you feel energized, excited. This can be nourishing your body, really taking in foods that make you feel absolutely vibrant. Have a green juice in the morning, have a smoothie, things that really juice you up and make you feel good, which leads me to another point. Do things that make you happy. Have fun. Have so much fun and joy. One of my goals this year was that I am just going to surround myself with joy. I'm going to have so much fun. So do things that make you feel good. Put things into your body that make you feel good and do things that make you feel good. Have fun. Go dancing, twirl around, sing, whatever it is for you, for me, horseback riding, running around outside, ice skating, just things that make you feel really excited and lift your energy up and journal. Journal about the process. Journal about the experience. Journal about how you fucking hate everyone. Journal about how you're fucking annoyed. Journal it all down. Journal about how you're paranoid that somebody's going to read your journal. Write it down. Surround yourself with people who lift you up rather than tear you down. So important who you surround yourself with because people can so easily affect you. And if this means letting some people go for a little bit, taking a break from them, do it. And last thing, connect to your purpose. Try to really discover what it is, again, that makes you feel excited and do more of it. Connect to the idea that you really matter because you do. Every single person on this planet has a purpose. You matter. You have a purpose. Sit with that. Breathe that in. Connect to it. Journal about it. You matter. My journey to finally saying yes, to loving myself enough to love someone else, it was a long journey. I got to know myself again. I started my recovery journey. I began my healing journey. And relationships, they can be so challenging because partners partners are like mirrors. They show us things about ourselves that we can't see on our own. And this can be extremely shocking and extremely painful. I understand why my parents got divorced and I understand why so many people do. Because first of all, not everyone is meant to be together and it doesn't always work out. But also relationships are fucking hard. And seeing yourself and your partner, it's just too much sometimes. And unless you're ready to really do the work, your first instinct is going to be to pack up and fucking run for the hills. Unless you've taken the time to really do the work on your own, to love yourself. I think it's impossible to have a truly successful relationship and it's not going to be fun. It's easy to want to run away sometimes, and that used to be my go-to. But eventually, I realized that everywhere I went, there I was. 
the same things coming up over and over. So at a certain point, you must do the work or get out. A new relationship may feel better for a moment, exciting and new, butterflies in the stomach. But in the end, you'll face the same problems again and again if you haven't done the work. So I say do the work sooner rather than later, earlier than I did. And remember that the work never ends and everything looks better after three long breaths. So breathe, baby. And thanks for tuning in. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. I'm Christina Ray, and you've been listening to the Power for Good podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And join me next week for another powerful conversation. Share a story of how you are using your power for good by sending me a DM on my Instagram at Christina Ray Almeida. I'll be sharing your stories at the end of every episode weekly. If you're interested in learning more on how we can work together, head to my website, IamChristinaRay.com and let's connect. Sending you so much love and remember you are powerful.